You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. How are you? I am DJ Impact, Simon Street with a Sin City Steve. No Matt Michaels tonight. He's um, at one of those FSW shows, which is exciting. Uh, so in this place, we have Rob with us, our local comedian here, right here in Las Vegas. So uh, welcome, fellas. It's good to see you all. We are back live after... Uh, after having a good week off for uh, Labor Day, so yes, yeah, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> those moments are needed, you know. Anyway, we are back. This is our wrestling talk. Uh, feel free to throw any of your comments in the chat box. We are live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live, so uh, get it in there. And as we uh, see fit, we'll throw it up on the screen and everything. So we kind of switched up the segments a little bit. Um, we still got our two sweet for the week, which is what we're going to hit you off first. But then we got a brand new one. So uh, check it out. Let, it, let us know what you think. Two sweet for the week. Let's go. In City, Steve, a great week for wrestling this past week. What do you got, man? All right, man. So uh, let's take it all the way back. Uh, one week ago, uh, AEW All Out. Yes, this is still going to be covered in the show because we didn't have a chance to talk about it properly. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson went out, had one hell of a strap match. Uh, that match was absolutely brutal, and I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, Danielson ended up getting the win after wrapping the strap around Ricky Starks' throat and cinching in the label lock as Starks passed the fuck out. Uh, Danielson was wearing a noticeable cast to protect his broken forearm, which he sustained on June 25th. Take a look at your calendar really quick or your phone. June 25th, he broke his forearm in half and wow. he already wrestled a strap match. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, elsewhere, John Moxley is your new AEW international champion after defeating Orange Cassidy. Some people have claimed, have complained about this match closing out all out. I understand the criticism, but at the same time, having Cassidy hold the title for as long as he did with as many defenses as he did mm -hmm. going up against a former world champion and someone with major name recognition in the business, such as John Moxley, that in effect elevated the title by itself. So take a step back, think twice before you condemn that shit. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, here's to hoping that Moxley can bring that title around with him whenever he pops it up at any of these indie shows that he loves to do. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Jade Cargill is back in AEW. Oh. Uh, she got a monster reaction when she came out to the aid of Chris Statlander um, before dropping her with the Jaded and saying that she wanted her TBS title back. So too sweet to have her back in the fold. And lastly, with Pepsi Phil being gone officially, we're going to talk about that in three count. Yeah. Yeah. 
you just need to elevate Jay White and the rest of the Bang Bang Gang to the top of the card and the focal point of collision. They are money every single week, and every week they get a two sweet for the week. Wow. No doubt. All right. Simon Street, man, what, what you got for this past week? Well, my definite past week for uh, two sweet would definitely uh, Big Shine goes on raw. Like, man, um, coming out the gates, Jay Uso uh, officially, as it was teased by Cody Rhodes and Payback, him being a part of the Raw roster, um, really, really good. Uh, you know, and the um, reason why I'm going to put it in that context a little bit is because having that transition of, hey, we ain't never forgot. And that's the way the world really is. And every once in a while, us wrestling fans like to have a little bit of, it, little bit of that, you know, uh, like I like to call realistic continuity. You get what I'm saying? I mean, he screwed a lot of people back. And so a lot of people still, hey, you know, a lot of people are like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's good. You want that going in because we don't in the past. WWE has made that mistake to where, oh, someone just showed up in a trade. It's no big deal. We're going to go on about our business like it's nothing. <laughs> no, not this time. Everybody ain't forgot. But having that tender moment with with uh, Zane and uh, Mr. Uso, Jay Uso, was really, really tender. So moment. Um, And then to kind of flip it on its side for SmackDown, the continuity again. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Uso, just beside himself, being a fucking spoiled ass brat. I love it. Him not knowing if he parted the club in the club. Like, come on, act, don't act like you don't know your brother. Come on, you ain't. We ain't saying blood in, blood out, cuz what's up? So it was pretty cool, and it, it just, just, it's just a lot of the ruckus. Him going with AJ Styles was a little continuation of last Saturday. I'm um, sorry, uh, last um, SmackDown. Really, really good. Couple of top little moments here and there. Um, and then also, good match coming up. All right. Becky Lynch versus yours and my personal, Miss Tiffany Stratton. That's my two sweet for the week, y'all. I made time. Check it out. Yeah, you did. And and you uh, you even added like uh, a little bit of the uh, a later segment into that segment. Because, you know, when we talk about what you're looking out for, that would have been what it was. Well, I have more. <laughs> okay. All right. No doubt. All right. Rob, man, what caught your interest this past week in wrestling? Absolutely. John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, you want to have a match where people are selling. There's never a point where I think this is lopsided. You, you just until the very end when he finally just gives him the finger back. And I'm like, he's done, but he went out like a beast. He went out like the ultimate fuck you. I, my body can't go any further. I love the match. I love the blood. I love everything. He he that belt is his belt. Mox will hold it a while. Don't drop it for at least a couple of months. It, it, that belt deserves everything. Now that belt should have barbed wire on it. Um, Miro versus Powerhouse yeah. could care less about that match, except you know the handshake. There's no handshakes in wrestling. Uh, and then who comes out? CJ Perry. And I know it's not Lana, it was CJ Perry. And I was so happy. And the reaction that he had was the same reaction that I had. You're not real. When he goes, you're not real. And he's been, and, 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 and then she cuts up from a week later. Oh my God, he's talking about his flexible life. And like in the third person. <laughs> and now she has accent, the normal Floridian East Coast, you know, accent. She's not doing the, you know, hokey Russian stuff. I love where they go with this. And she's, and she's breaking the third wall and saying, hey, I was the best manager in wrestling and I'm back. Love it. Um, New tag champs. I am so happy that WWE has new tag champs. I am so happy that they got the belt 
off of Sami Zayn. And uh, what's the screaming guy's name? I can't remember anymore because, oh, yeah, Steen Steen Owens. I I have nothing to do. Uh, (laughs) Take the people who have momentum and push them to the moon. Instead of like what they did years ago with with, uh, Bobby Lashley and crew, this is great. I'm I'm very happy that we have new champs, and they should have purple belts. Combine the belts, give them purple belts. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't think about I mean, that. I, I mean, they're better, they're better not do that they with the North American belt. belt. <laughs> Combine it, done. <laughs> yeah, but don't do it with the NXT North American belt. It's just going to look like the cruiserweight belt they got rid of, what, some two years back. <laughs> yeah, but look who's holding it now. Get rid of it. That's true. Good point. <laughs> All right. Here's a new segment for you. Where's the love? All right. Now, this segment here clearly is this. We're going to pretty much state who's getting a bad look either by the promotion or the public's opinion of a person and why would we think that they're worthy of this. Now, this uh, was thought of by our good old Simon Street, so we're happy to have this new segment here. And we're going to let Simon kick it off, man. Tell us, man, where's the love? Man, well, you put so much pressure on me. What if this don't go good so good? We all know who to blame. It's Simon Street, man. What the hell? It's your ass. Um, I see what y'all did there. I see what you did there. Right. Where's the love? There you go. <laughs> there you go. So apparently I got all the love and I got all the steam. And part of my steam is directed toward, uh, you know, WWE sleeping on a female talent in a landscape in a world where the female talents, where you have people that are going on, Vacation, Bianca Belair for a little bit. You could instill a little bit more talent. And I feel like Candice LeRae has been overlooked. I feel like she is a tremendous talent. You can insert her into the competitive uh, workflow that you have. She don't have to be a champion, but she definitely could be somebody to get some better looks. Oftentimes, I feel like WWE has slept on her. They put her in, you know, these one, two off matches. I mean, come on, for heaven's sake, man. Uh, we always talk about Becky Lynch with being a, a fighting mom, right? Being a mom on the road and being a competitor. We said the same thing about Trish Stratus. We said it with other people. You, we're not looking at Candice LeRae. I mean, do y'all remember how good of a talent she was in NXT? This is somebody that, you know, yeah, we give shit and stank all the time to AEW with their uh, lackluster sometimes of showcasing their female talent. WWE's doing the same thing. Uh, you know, I would say a, a other a, another person that's connected to her, but uh, you know, I, I'm only going to talk about Candice LeRae. I feel like she's somebody right now. Think about it. You need somebody that essentially is is already somewhat stable footing for the most part. Uh, has that veteran ring presence, and we only get to see her once in a while when she pops up out of nowhere. Uh, and last but not least, this woman's husband's missing. She needs to be working. All right. She needs to be working to support a, a child on her own. I'm just being funny. But uh, but yeah, seriously. So so where is the love, WWE? I can't be the only person that loves Candace LeRae and thinks that she needs to be on TV more often with a little pixie well, ass because well, she can. What? Well, let me just say this, because I, I, I got to get to the next person. But, um, you know, if Triple H is running things, apparently, you know, first off, everyone who's 
been in NXT has been getting a a lot of people who've come from NXT has been getting a lot of uh, a lot of time on the main show. Maybe Candice at the moment, you know, the time that she's been you know put out there hasn't been um, showing enough effort, or maybe. Uh, they haven't really given her enough for what they have given her. She haven't really ran off with. So it's not, in other words, I'm saying it's not as if Triple H doesn't like her. I just think maybe there's just something that's not connecting at the moment. Well, I, I hope they said. put her in the tank. No, I hope they put her in the tank because she's somebody you shouldn't sleep on. All right. Sin City Steve, come on, man. Where's the lights? All right. So everyone loves what's going on right now with MJF and Adam Cole. And that's easy to see. And with good reason, those guys are absolutely killing it right now. But there's someone in that general orbit that I really want to talk about. And yes, I'm talking about American Bam Bam's favorite, Roderick Strong. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. If you caught any AEW programming this week from his interactions uh, with that said duo on Dynamite to his match on Collision with Darby Allin, hell, even his vignette. Uh, on Collision itself um, with the overly melodramatic music and the downright cringe material that he was saying in his promo. I mean, the guy, he's playing an excellent chicken shit heel Mm -hmm. and he's making the most out of his minutes. Uh, He said he would win the Grand Slam tournament uh, by himself, yet there was so much outside interference in his match and overbooking uh, that it couldn't have been any further from the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, and also, I'm a mark for this kind of thing. There have been reports where Roderick Strong has been seen in public, out of character, still rocking the neck brace. Okay. (laughs) I was just about to kayfabe alive. That's a turtleneck. Kayfabe alive. I love it. Um, He's committed to it. And elsewhere, Hangman Page came out for a promo this week on Dynamite. But before he could finish that promo, Swerve Strickland came out. And he made, he cut one hell of a promo making a very, very solid point saying that if he got all the same chances that Hangman Page has gotten, he would be the first black AEW world champion. And Mm. I have to agree. I have to agree with the guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Swerve is just so good at whatever role that you give him. Um, He's doing some great character work right now. And I really wish that he would just actually, I don't know, win some matches. Come on, (laughs) TK. Book this guy to win a few. Let's do that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, come on. Rob, where's the love, man? Two spots. I was going to talk about uh, Dark Order, and they've been screwed over left and right. They, You know, they started off as a mysterious group, yet you had everything focused around Evil, uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Stu Grayson's on another uh, group right now. They put him in another faction. I don't know why he's in another stable. With the same face paint, with the same gimmick, you have Alan Angel in Impact Wrestling with the same stupid gimmick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're trying to tell me you guys can't be stooges on a bigger stage and somebody has room for you? You guys are one of the original AEW factions. You were good. You guys were heels that were over. There, no, I never I never looked at them when, ah, oh my God, these guys suck. Get them off. They were always good as a unit, and they became even better with with Brody, so at what point do you go, oh, he's dead, so uh, we'll milk him for a couple of heartstring moments with a negative one, and then we're going to relegate them to being jobbers. Um, and they're pro-jobbers, and that's not fair to them. And they, they made it look like they were going to have a really big heel turn 
a week and a half ago, and then they dropped that. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. They went to, you know, uh, you know, Johnny Hungy went right back to being a goofball, like immediately. It was like, okay, fine. And then the other thing is, uh, whatever happened to Karrion Cross? Uh, where is he? <laughs> this is like the most savage guy. Time's up. Comes out with a hot ass bitch on his arm. She's time's up. Yeah, time's up for you. They've done nothing with you. You were getting here's the thing. He's good. He's really good. Like, really good in the and they made him corny. They took the same gimmick that worked in NXT and made him corny overnight. And I don't understand why. It didn't take much to, to make him work. So true. yeah. Hundred percent. Because they gave him hair, you know. But I, I didn't need him with hair. hair. You know what? You know who does need hair? John Cena. It's like the, so if it's he, like so if he re- get John Cena his hair, he'd be okay. Hey, Bosley, you know. It, it, it's like, like they John just Cena's reached into a giant out there. It's like they just reached into a giant gimmick box and just said, "Here you go, Cross. Have some hair." <laughs> yeah, I was like, first of all, he was killer Cross forever, bald. He was always bald. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back with this, like I don't know what it is. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. It's like a boy group uh, hair. No, you know what he looks like? He looks like Dane Cook. Like if Dane Cook had a hot bitch <laughs> and got a six pack. Like, you know what? You know, if you, you're going to make the you movie, it's going to be are. Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. You know, like we're going to go back in the time machine. Wow. All right, Joe. Here's the next thing. That probably should have been a WTF right there. <laughs> that, that on its own. Um, I, I'll start with I, let me. I'll start with you, Rob. You got any WTFs uh, this week? Anything you saw that uh, you was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, yeah, Jade Cargill. Oh, Jade Cargill was a what the fuck, but for not for not for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Jade Cargill is unbeatable. It, it, it took a it took a, the stupidity of her manager for her to lose. So why is she chasing after a mid card title mm-hmm. when at any point she could roll up and break the neck of the champion? The champion is a girl who's thrown her back out more times than a girl walking up and down Tropicana looking for a hundred bucks. <laughs> That's okay. a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Like every time I look at Soraya, I go, ah, I couldn't. I did. That looks like a set, that, like a disease. It's a walking disease. Uh, and <laughs> are we talking you know, about a back? Yeah, she, she's thrown everything out. You know, it's, it's, it's got to be a wind tunnel. Anyways, I'm looking at her and I'm going, she looks frail to me because she's standing next to Ruby Soho. And Ruby Soho looks really in the prime of her career physically. Ruby Soho, yeah. when you when they zoom in on her, she's got the looks. They gave her the plastic surgery, so she doesn't have the duck nose. She's got the arms. Everything about her is perfect right now. So why is she playing second fiddle to Soraya, except for the fact that they were at Wembley? Okay, but that means Soraya was only over at Wembley. And then you have Jade Cargill here, who could beat the crap out of all of them and is over and has mic skills. Why would she care about the mid-card? It doesn't make sense. It makes no oh, sense at all. That's like me having a Honda Civic and going, yeah, this car looks dope. I got into a five-car pileup, but I'm going to put ribs on it and get it right back next week. But I got a check from the state for $50,000. So I'm going to put $50,000 into the Civic. No, go buy a Beamer. Why are you going back to the Civic? 
<laughs> good point. Good point. Absolutely. All right. Let me go over to you, Sir City Man. What WTF you have for the week? Hey, hey, guys. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not, but AEW is doing a tournament. Imagine that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another tournament. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. They do tournaments? You sure? <laughs> I know. Strange, right? right. Um, is it an eliminator one... tournament? <laughs> Actually, as a matter of fact, it is. Oh. Um, the Grand Slam Eliminator Tournament is going to be culminating at Grand Slam, Arthur Ashe Stadium. The only problem, though, with this entire tournament, if you look at the names in the field, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne, Trent Beretta, Roderick Strong, Penta, Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. With all due respect to those guys, there's not a lot of star power in that fucking lineup. And yes, as soon as you look at the brackets, you'll be able to pick out exactly how those matches were going to go. Right. And yeah, they did exactly what you thought they would do. Next week on Dynamite, it's going to be Samoa Joe taking on Roderick Strong in the finals of this tournament to determine MJF's challenger at Grand Slam. Obviously, that lineup coupled with the interactions between Joe and MJF, which incidentally have been fucking fire. Uh, they had a great promo back and forth with each other. There you go. Um, they had a great promo with the, uh, back and forth, um, you know, earlier this week. And it should be a good match. But still, yeah, absolute foreshadowing. What the fuck? Give us a little bit of suspense. And also... What good is listing something as a ta as a title match when it's the champion versus enhancement talent? AEW is so guilty of this, and they have been for quite some time. Mm -hmm. If I didn't call it out, I, it wouldn't be right. Um, the latest example, Chris Statlander defeated Robin Renegade in an open challenge for the TBS title. Robin Renegade, what the fuck? <laughs> now, seriously, next week on Collision, FTR are defending their tag titles. Against who? The Iron Savages. Now, if you watch Ring of Honor or any other programming besides Dynamite and Collision, you probably know who they are. But if not, you have no fucking idea. These two guys are enhancement talents. They're just going to get steamrolled by FTR. What the fuck? Wow. Um, excuse me. When can you watch Ring of Honor? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, 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 have to, you have to pay to watch it. You have to oh. watch it. Pay on to watch ROH? What? Hell. Honor Club, 10 bucks a month. Ah, what row? Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till they come to Vegas and then I'll buy a ticket and watch it that way. Cheap. <laughs> all right, Cyber Street, you up, man. What WTF she got? Man, all my what the fucks have to do NXT, man. First and foremost, what the fuck in more of a surprising way? You finally figured out what to do with fucking Baron Corbin. I'm going to lay some context real quick, guys. You ever been at a job and maybe you want to go to the next level, evolve to a certain extent as your job, and there's this guy that's been there for probably like 10, 15, 20 years too long, and he don't do shit but no shit, but want you to act like he's the shit, and you're just like, what the fuck, bro? Who the fuck are you? That is Baron Corbin now. Him telling Braun Breaker, don't go through a fucking table and shit, had me in stitches like this is the Baron Corbin we need. Fucking, I'm going to use your word, Rob, a fucking schmuck is what he is. <laughs> fucking schmuck. I was like, what the fuck? They finally figured it out. He's entertaining. He can still be a little bit of happy Corbin, a little bit of an asshole, still do what he's doing in the ring. That's who you are. The dude that will probably never, ever be shit at your job, but knows every shit, and you should listen to me because I'll take you to heights you will never be. All right. 
Next one. Thea Hell and fucking just say, yes, I am a I am a I am a fucking Jane, whatever the fucking name hater. I can't stand this bitch. I'm getting red in the face. Look at my fucking face. It's red. This bitch is fucking boring as shit. And now she's fucking with Thea Hell. First and foremost, y'all ass over here, you just see a bitch that can fucking lock in a lock and make bitches tap, and your ass is like you fucking now you want some evil, evil shit. Ah! Stop the shit. I don't want to see the shit no more. <laughs> What are you doing, tri- uh, not Triple H? What are you doing, HBK? This is not going to work at all. You're ruining the momentum on freaking Thea Hell. I-, I don't give a shit how it's unwrapped at Christmas time. I'm skipping Christmas because I know the box is small, and you're giving me something that should be bigger. <sighs> okay. Oh man, <laughs> sounds like an HBK problem. Used to be bigger. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go right in to see what y'all are looking forward to. All right, Sin City Steve, tell me, man, what are you looking forward to? You know, I've said it on this show several times, and I'm going to continue to say it. Tony Storm is in the middle of the best character run that she has ever had in mainstream TV period that counts her time in WWE as well from completely changing her appearance to appearing totally unhinged to now turning on the outcasts. I'm really interested to see where this new arc takes her. And uh, yeah, the promos every week with the backstage interviewer are fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the, one of my favorite moments of whatever show it's on chin up tits out and watch for the fucking shoe. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream on October 1st. Fuck yes. Sign me up. up. I am so envious of honorary bad boy John who has his ticket for that show. I really wish that I could go to that shit. Uh, That's a truly a dream match for me. And uh, for them to do it in Danielson's home state, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, next week, we're getting Claudio versus Eddie Kingston, winner take all at Dynamite Grand Slam in Eddie's hometown, New York. Tony, I know you watched the show. This is when you put the ROH title on Eddie Kingston and you make Eddie Kingston. Yeah. This is when you have him finally beat Claudio for the first time in his career. Have him take the ROH title off of Claudio. Let him run rampant in Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it. They're doing a lot of really good shit right now, and do I you, think they're really they're on the precipice. They just need to get over that hump. Do you think they're going to give it to him, to Eddie, or you think they're going to mess this up? If they're smart, they will. Mm-hmm. If they're smart, they will. Um, Claudio has had that Ring of Honor World Title for quite some time now. Yeah, and you know it. I think that he did what he needed to do in giving that title some name recognition. Um, but yeah, it, it's time to get that on someone else. Okay. No doubt. Uh, I'll go over to you, Rob. Anything you looking uh, forward to? The sex gods civil war. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see this match because Jericho by all means, even though he's older, should be able to overpower Sammy Guevara. Like, but there's a suspension of belief that, yeah, Sammy's going to you know, be faster than him. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. With these two guys, 
someone's going to have to run in and interfere. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the spot. Who's going to back who? Is Jericho going to get Don Callis support, which is possible? Or is Sammy Guevara going to get, you know, inner circle people involved or, you know, Jericho society people involved and make a Sammy Guevara club? Because you notice he's still wearing the inner circle cut again. Yeah. And I, and I always paid attention to that. Plus, you have the original inner circle guys back. Um, and I don't know why they've changed the name of uh, what's his name. Uh, the, the, it was not Jake Hager. It was the other two. It was uh, uh, the tag team of um, Cool Hand Ange and uh, no, Matt no, uh, Inner Circle. Oh, Proud and Powerful. Yeah, they 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 changed his name. They gave him a full name. Full yeah. name. I don't know why they did that. But they've they've all they've also split from each other too. Yeah, it's very strange. So I'm wondering. I'm I'm really looking forward for there to be a run and also. I really want to see what CJ Perry does because she kept it very open as to what she was going to do with Miro. And she also has yet to say her name. I, unless I'm wrong, they never said what her in-ring name is yet. I'm assuming she's going to say it's CJ, but I, I, I'm thinking she's going to get somebody else to come in there and beat the crap out of him. She's going to manage somebody else to beat him back into being classic Miro. And I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Good stuff. Simon Street, what are you looking out for, man? Man, I'm looking out for a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, the landscape of uh, SmackDown. And I like how WWE is has been stating uh, many a times uh, the query of, you know, bloodline is disintegrating. And much in like a turf war, uh, it sets up the, you know, we got people coming out. Obviously, Judgment Day right now is holding it down. They got all the gold for the most part, right? But then, as we saw on SmackDown, we have Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And they didn't say a name because I was waiting for them to drop a name. Well, what is this Hurt Business 2.0, Taking Care of Business 1.5? I don't know what it was. But, you know, I, I was really wondering, but they said us. So you see the tease in that. Then you also, you, 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 you have that one person, which I think we know who's going to be the trade to SmackDown, Right. There's going to be a lot of things that's happening, shifting in SmackDown. So that got me excited for that. And thank y'all for teasing that because old school WWE, they'll just teleport instant transmission out of nowhere. And they'll just be here. I'm here. Like, okay. What week did I wish a miss of wrestling? Anyways, outside of that, uh, NXT, uh, that match with Braun Breaker and um, uh, what you call Wagner. The end was scary. Yes, yes, yes. The boy's okay. His, his, his head didn't take and took a hot, lot of hits in the past. You'll be all right. Um, and, and there's other videos of that of him moving his head just before you see that. But my point Big is, Biggie Breaker. Yeah, basically, mm. um, I think there's there's a lot more to it. I want to see more to it. I'm glad that he's okay, right? Um, Von Wagner's hitting a lot of momentum right now in NXT, and I definitely, def, definitely want to see them do more with it. The character fits right. Um, I'm not saying launch him to the moon, but I'm saying launch him to the shuttle. And last but not least, Tiffany Stratton and Becky Lynch, the man, coming back, trying to capture a title she's never, ever had. I remember them days, y'all. I remember them days. So there you go. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right, y'all. The last one. Let's see. Best in show. What do you think was the best show for you this past week? (laughs) 
All right, Simon Stray, I'm going to start with you. Go ahead and make it Monday Night Raw. Go ahead. Make it Monday Night Raw. Well, you know what? In a regular world of when I usually call it, I would say it was Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was uh, pretty stacked, man. I mean, you had a lot of great matches. I mean, come on. You had that run back with, uh, you know, Gunther and, uh, you know, Lil Gable. Uh, that was a hot fire match, right? But yeah. SmackDown did something, and I have to tip the cap over Raw, but it sucks because without Raw, I don't think SmackDown would have been the better show. Uh, and in in a lot of that's just just SmackDown. I think everybody wants to know. Payback was kind of like the holding pattern show from what happened, uh, you know, before. So we're still waiting to see. Okay, what's going to happen with the Bloodline? And again, we've talked about this, y'all. I think all of us. It's interesting how this shit is still relevant. Like we want to know days of our wrestling lives, right? <laughs> like, like, like what is happening? And they're giving us breadcrumbs. And and SmackDown knows we're gonna keep watching just to see it. But also, too, not afraid to to to, to bring in some new uh, material. And that's why I'm gonna give the edge to SmackDown. Okay. Uh, SmackDown is really doing some things because you gotta think of this: a huge shift. I think it was already established on Raw what's kind of happening with Raw. That's Diamond. It, it, the way I look at it is, is uh, Game of Thrones. Remember Game of Thrones? How, how you had like the whole map and they showed you who was dominating what section? Right now, right now, okay, it, it, you know, Raw already is being dominated by, you know, yours truly, the Judgment Day. But SmackDown is no man's land in a way, right? It, it, it's, it's destabilized. And as I stated before, Judgment Day say, hey, we got this locked and ready to take over more. But now you're seeing some new blood. And that's what made SmackDown the number one show above else for me. Second day would probably go to AEW Dynamite. But I'm going to let y'all talk about that. Well, let's see if Dynamite uh, make the ranks. Let's go over to Sin City. Steve, what was your show for the week, man? So the best show that I saw this week was AEW All Out, um, which I, I am lumping into this show. Um, it all out was a much, much better show than what I had expected. Uh, obviously there was the history making show just a week prior at all in, uh, over 80,000 at Wembley. So it would be really easy for Tony to, you know, just not really focus anything whatsoever on all out and just have it be an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's how the build to that show felt. Um, however, there were some things in there like that strap match, like the Moxley and Orange Cassidy match, uh, like the Takeshita and Kenny Omega match, which I didn't even talk about on this show. Yeah. Um, all three of those matches held this show up, and it, it, was, it was a phenomenal show. Um, yeah. Yet again, I went and I, uh, I watched it at... Uh, a movie theater, which I highly recommend for anybody that wants to watch an AEW pay-per-view. Check into your local movie theater. It's an, it's an awesome atmosphere. You're in there with other wrestling fans. They're ch typically cheering and chanting and the whole deal. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I do have to spend the last 30 seconds here. I didn't mention MJF and Adam Cole anywhere in this show other than when we were, when we were talking about Roderick Strong. Those guys honestly have carried AEW on their backs for the last couple of months. Um, not to diminish anything done by anyone else on the roster, but Adam Cole and MJF are on another level than anybody else in the promotion right now. 
and they just continue to prove it week in and week out. Hey, nobody else smashed a 10-year-old in the face with a dodgeball. So <laughs> <laughs> best. Facts. All right, Rob, what do you got, man? What what was your best of the show this past week? If I I mean I can't I can't sum up what he just said about all out better than he did. If I would have to exclude all out, I would have to go with collision. Collision when I was waiting with bated breath. When when we see when we see, because I, I was complaining about, but when we see Jade Cargill, your head explodes. The crowd explodes. Everything is better. She comes out. She she knows she has a stage presence, a ring presence that no other performer, man or woman, has in that ring. She knows how to build excitement. She has a move, uh, a move set that's just incredible. And you look at her, and you, she could just be obnoxious. She's very graceful. And very calm. I love everything about it. I love Smart Mark Sterling being the stooge. Uh, little, the little slimy, like even even slimier white guy than than uh, um, who is the bald guy? My brain just blanked out right now. Then uh, then uh, then MJ. Why is he saying MJF? Sanjay. Sanjay Dutt. With uh, 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 Don Callis, I apologize. Oh, Don, yeah. Yeah, he's very much ball headed. I just yeah. had a massive brain fart. Um, and and then of course, again, the, taking that CJ Perry, those two stories just really stick out for me more than anything else. What I also appreciate about Collision is, unlike Dynamite, where they're literally finishing one story as people are walking down the ramp, and the other people from the previous story are walking up the ramp, they rush their stories. They have obvious commercial breaks that they should be taking collision is fixing that whereas dynamite they're like oh that story's ending and here's another story coming up the ramp i'm like well what are you doing slow it down and collision does it right so that collision's taking it gotcha definitely would have been raw for me because i saw the Miz beat up an invisible john cena and that was an <laughs> incredible segment for me i was just laughing and having fun man that was so exciting i tell you the Miz is great um all right. Anyways, thank you for hanging out with us, uh, everyone that uh, watching us live or if you are listening to the podcast. What we got coming up next will be three count, and it's all about CM Punk. We've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about it. It's a lot to uh, to dissect, but we're going to get through it. So if you're watching us live, when we end this uh, segment, definitely hop right back on, and we're going to go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go deep into it. And if you're just downloading the podcast, make sure you download Tuesday's episode, and I'm sure you will enjoy what you hear. Okay. So with that, uh, we'll see you uh, next week for more wrestling talk. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.